1: What's going on, everybody? This is Rob from the Strike and Gold podcast on the Blue Wire Network. We've got a new podcast called On the Hook. Abner Mayers is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook, with Abner Mayers, we'll hear from the Abner family, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who make him the boxer and the man he is today. They're going to chat about topics like the state of boxing, Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to becoming a boxing champ, sports, music, culture, family life. Listen to On The Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English come out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish are out on Wednesdays. Blue liar
0: New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught!
1: Back at it for another week of Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Indeed and Bet Online. My name, like I said, is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. And joining me tonight is my co host, former NFL defensive back, making his glorious return to our arena is Eric Crocker. What's going on, bro?
2: Man, it feels good to be back. You know, well, Kind of. It's been kind of rough with the 49ers, you know. Um, it's, uh,
1: it goes both ways.
2: And, and I've been answering questions about that, like, all week, whether it's in DMs. Um, you know, I was on 95.7 The Game. Somebody else invited me onto a podcast. I was on there. Um, I got invited onto a podcast uh, from the uh, someone that covers the, the Rams. And, I mean, that's all everybody wants to talk about, kind of like, you know, what, what? what's going on with the 49ers? So that's been tough. But outside of that, oh, yeah, life is good.
1: <laughs> now, you got, obviously, Crocker wasn't here on, I don't know. He wasn't, okay. So, yeah, he wasn't even here for after the Dolphins game, and he wasn't here for our little detail breakdown on Monday. And then if y'all have been listening, he wasn't here for the mailbag. Where have you been, Crocker, and what were you doing?
2: Yeah, I took a little hiatus I'm um, playing hooky from the podcast. Uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, I coach and, and train athletes and uh, my kids from Stockton. Obviously, you know, you guys know I'm, I've moved to Arkansas, but um, kids that I've trained and coached since pretty much since they were in middle school. Uh, we had a tournament out in in uh, Las Vegas, in the Las Vegas area. So, yeah, I flew out there, man, had a good time, kind of let my hair down. I mean, you know, I don't have hair, but you, know,
1: you don't have hair. But... Um,
2: let my hair down a little bit, had a little fun, gambled a little bit. Uh, yeah, man, just really just had a good time. Then And then on Sunday we had a tournament out in Bullhead, Arizona, which is about an hour, 15 minutes or so outside of Las Vegas. And uh, we lost in the championship, that was tough, but just kind of seeing my kids compete and play against really good competition. And uh, that was really cool. So yeah, it was a great, great little time, nice little trip. And then I actually went from Vegas to Stockton, California where I was for a couple of days. That's why I wasn't on the pod for you know Monday and Tuesday or any other reaction shows and then boom yesterday I flew in and uh, I'm back
1: I'm back baby so I know you said that you uh, you know you uh, you went all the way you were low seed but you went all the way into the championship now like what were and I I love the fact that you said like you just it was good to see him compete because when I coach like like dude that's the one thing I want to see like. I like I of course I care if we win or lose but if I see that they're just trying their ass off and no matter what's going on they just compete then I'm happy no matter what you know like if if a game doesn't go your way and people make mistakes that's fine but I always tell them like dude just get out there and and compete and just go and just go and no matter what's going on keep going and uh you know if, if they show me that then I'll never have anything bad to say um so that's yeah. kind of my feelings that, on that. But well, what
2: happened on on top of that, you know, just kind of like battling through adversity, like having a slow start um, and understanding like, you know, cause I try to correlate everything to life, you know, uh, everything's not going to always go as planned. And is, you know, when you're losing, it's not fun. And we see 49ers kind of going through something similar right now. Right. Everything's not going according to plan, but in life and sports, you have to fight through adversity and, uh, you know, I, I think when you hear that, it sounds like real serious, but it's just kind of a mental uh, thing that you're kind of training these kids to, to to understand. And something clicked for our kids and they got in the groove and they started just rallying off a bunch of wins after being the lowest seed heading into elimination rounds. And it ended up in the, in the championship uh, game. And that's something that I feel like, you know, it, it kind of makes it sweeter, especially if we would have won and you know just to kind of tie that back in with the 49ers you see the same thing a slow start which we saw from several teams last year that, you know I mentioned it before on the pod the Kansas City Chiefs uh, started out six and four the Tennessee Titans I don't remember exactly what they started off but I know they had a losing record like more than halfway through the season before rallying off a bunch of wins and in the, ending up in the uh, AFC championship game so you know you have to know how to battle through adversity and my my kids they went through that on Sunday and it seems like the 49ers are going through that right now as well.
1: For sure, 100% all kinds of adversity for the 49ers. They uh, obviously came into the season with with sky-high expectations and those just have not gone have not gone to plan. Have not gone to plan. Um, but since you have not been on here through the week, what what are your reactions? What were your reactions to the, the Dolphins game. What are your thoughts? Kind of like just just some things that come to mind. What what are you thinking about that that thing, man? Not that anybody wants to talk about it anymore, but what what was all that about to you,
2: man? It was just one of those games that you probably want to throw away the game film. <laughs> you know, it's like you know what? Let's just like crumble that up and move on to the to the Los Angeles Rams. It it was tough. It was tough even watching. You know, I mentioned I was at a tournament, so the whole tournament like. I'm on my phone looking at this game, just like, what the hell is this? Like, what am I watching right now? And it, it was just, yeah, it, it was one of those things that you kind of just want to forget about. And we know that's not the 49ers. Obviously, the 49ers, they're just not in a groove right now. It, it was bad. It, it was bad to the point where I'm like, damn, like this season's over. But, you know, that was the fan in me. Um, I kind of came back to earth and was just like, you know what? It was just a bad loss. And, you know, we saw a team uh, Tuesday night, I believe it was, with the Bills and Tennessee Titans, where the Bills kind of went through something similar and lost in a very similar fashion where, you know, same thing, quarterbacks throwing two interceptions, uh, you know, just a blowout loss where things just weren't going their way. Ball wasn't bouncing their way. They got blown out. I'm pretty sure Buffalo Bills feel like, hey, that's not us. And I think the 49ers have to take that same approach.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the the questions that we got yesterday during the mailbag was like, do you feel like this game is kind of like the ultimate kick in the ass for the 49ers? And and, you know, obviously my answer was it, it could be, you know, it could be uh, it, it on the on the one side of the spectrum. It could be a prelude of, of things to come and, you know, just how bad and and how quickly things have gotten this way or it could be like the question said, like a kick in the ass where the 49ers are like, okay, we really need to lock it down and and try to, you know, at least steer ourselves back to what, what we were. Now obviously they've had they've had some injuries that you kind of like it's not that you can't I mean my first inclination is say they're they're the injuries that you just don't come back from. You know, like where you lose somebody like Nick Bosa, there's there's just no there's no making up for that. Can they still play well? Can they still get the job done? Yeah. And, you know, someone like Kerry Hyder is really like, you know, stood out in that. But, you know, the 49ers in a place where they're obviously not the same team that they were last year. And, you know, you lost Joe Staley. Nick Bosa is out for the season. Richard Sherman's been gone. Um, there's just, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's missed games. And even when he did come back, obviously we saw what happened. So there's, there's just so many variables that you got to consider going on right now. And, and the other one that that doesn't get talked about a lot is this team just went to the super bowl every team on this schedule is going to give the 49ers their absolute best shot you know and and they're going to go into that matchup knowing that they're competing against somebody who just went to the super bowl whether the 49ers are the same team or not they're going to be they're going to be given getting everybody's best shot and, and that's why somebody like the dolphins who who we kind of had I know we talked about them before the game, Croc. We we had more respect for them than than it seemed like most people had. Not that we felt like they should have been able to hang with the 49ers, but we definitely respected what they'd put together so far this season, and they didn't waste no time coming out and, you know, Brian Allen allening the hell out of the 49ers. So, you know, but to bring it back to right now, the 49ers are I wouldn't say they're getting healthy. They're taking small steps in the right direction. Um, as far as to uh, Thursday's practice report, which is you know kind of one of the you know this and and between now and Friday, you know is when you're going to really find out what who's going and who's not going. Um, the Quan Alexander, if you hadn't heard, Quan Alexander suffered a, a high ankle sprain. He'll probably be out for. They might put him on injured reserve unless it's just not that serious of an ankle sprain, but, you know, usually a high ankle sprain, especially like somebody like Quan's position is expected to miss like four to six weeks. Um, Marcel Harris, uh, the 49ers backup safety behind Quissy Tart, Um, he was out with an ankle injury, uh, cornerback Dante Johnson backup is still out with a groin injury and running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, was out with a calf injury and that, uh, you know, there were reports that he was kind of just working on the sideline. And, uh, I mean, None of those Quan Alexander obviously plays a huge role and he was actually playing pretty good this season, but the 49ers do have Dre Greenlaw who'll be able to step into that role and, you know, uh, you know, maybe shine more than he already has because he's been really, really good. And I think the 49ers kind of see him as the, uh, the heir apparent to Quan Alexander along with Fred, Fred Warner. So um, full participant, Emmanuel Mosley, is uh, is back from his concussion he missed two games which is sometimes people don't even miss one game with a concussion so obviously that was pretty significant um emmanuel mosley jimmy garoppolo dj jones were all full participants in thursday's practice so um croc what is what does emmanuel mosley being back mean to you and 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 do you think that i mean what do you think about an emmanuel mosley jason vrett little little duo for the foreseeable future
2: I think that's a lot more ideal than what we've seen from either Dante Johnson, who I didn't think was terrible, and I think shoots, uh the Brian uh shoot, number forty eight. Allen. Allen, yeah. Yeah, um, Brian Allen. I think he made us appreciate Dante Johnson. Like damn, yeah. like Dante Johnson wasn't getting abused like this. So um obviously Dante uh the Dolphins came out and just targeted him right away. I don't think you can do that with Emmanuel Mosley. So there have been a lot of people I feel like panicking about the secondary. I think it will look a lot different with Mosley out there and, Jean, uh, uh, and Verrett. Just because like you, you can't just pick on them like that. I'm not saying these are like shut down guys, but you just have to respect them more than what they did with Alex Allen. Single-handedly was responsible for 21 points right away. Like he was responsible for 21 points right away. That's tough. That's tough. We haven't seen that. Have we? Seen, when's the last time we've seen a cornerback, I mean, within one quarter or a quarter and a half, be responsible for that much? Once that happened, it was just like a snowball effect of Jimmy Garoppolo starting to force passes and, you know, kind of take us out of the, uh, being able to run the ball and things like that, playing catch up. Like it, it was bad. And a lot of it started with Brian Allen. And his poor play at cornerback. So having Mosley back, I think that helps really a lot. I think it helps a lot. It gives me a lot more confidence in the secondary. That's for sure.
1: Well, and in in the same in the same breath, you've been watching Jason Brett really closely, and and you were kind of you know you were pretty excited and optimistic after he had his 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 first good game. I think it was against the Giants, you know, where he was really truly out there starting. What have you seen from him since? And I mean, like, at what point? Can you say, like, the dude's back?
2: Yeah, I think we're at that point now. And, I, again, I, I don't want to, you know, just overreact, uh, but he plays well. You know, the biggest thing that I look for with these guys is are are you the issue, right? If, if the 49ers lose or, you know, if they win or whatever in, in the game, are you noticeably, like, a problem? And I think with Verette, he not only has not been a problem, but – he has played very well. I I just saw a stat that said since he started, right, he started three games now, he has given up a grand total of four catches for 24 yards. And he has been targeted a a, a good amount of times. So, you know, he got targeted on a deep route. uh, I want to say it was Preston Williams in the last game. Like everybody, they have have targeted him, but he has played well. Now I'm not saying these are, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and, or even just the receivers that the Rams have, right? Like they're they're better. But just to see him be as confident as he has been, play as confident as he has played, and not be the issue that that has been uh, really a pleasant surprise for me.
1: Right, and I, and I think Jason Redd is one of those rare players. I think I think it was Tampa Bay Trey. Super great follow on Twitter, dude's hilarious. Um, he's like a bucks guy, but he's hilarious. I think he recently wrote something about Jason Barrett. Uh, I, I thought I saw it on Twitter, but I can't remember, uh, today, but I think, uh, and that leads me to my point that I think Jason Barrett's like somebody that the entire NFL is rooting for. You know what I mean? Like anytime you see a guy that, that has displayed those kinds of talents, um, just have the injury luck that Jason Barrett has had. Um, you know, everybody wants him to succeed. It'd be like, It's, I mean, not, not exactly the same. Um, what was the, uh, what was the linebacker out of Pittsburgh that got hurt really bad and he had to retire? Uh, Shazier. Yeah. Ryan Shazier. There you go. Uh, it's like, obviously not as bad. Shazier's injury was, was catastrophic, obviously worse. Um, but it, it's 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 a little less than somebody like that being able to come back. Like Jason Verrett has just been dealt blow after blow after blow. And you kind of get, you know, it's the same vibes with him that everybody had when the 49ers signed Jordan Reed. It's like everybody just wants to see somebody who they know is immensely talented kind of get a fair shake and be able to put their their skills on display without having to worry about, you know, Reed's concussions or Verrett's Achilles or zaCL ACL and, and stuff like that, so. It's been, I mean, it's been cool to watch Verrett thrive and it it gives a little bit of credence to the 49ers for keeping him around, for kind of working him through it. And, 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 you know, if, if he can stack these games, it would just be so cool for, for him to, you know, to be given another contract after the season and stick around and just, you know, if, if he can, if he can truly put that stuff behind him, it would be one of the great NFL stories we've, we've had in a while. So. You know, I'm, I'm really rooting for the guy and I'm, I'm trying to watch him as often as sometimes it can be hard with, you know, the broadcast angles, but I'm always rooting for that guy. And I'm just, I'm hoping he keeps it going, man. I'm hoping right. he keeps it going.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with your point. In the fact that, you know, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, two guys that can at least hold it down, you know, like you're not going to see what we just saw that sort of thing. You know, it, it's, they're, they're competent corners. They're, they're starting with the way Verette's played and, and the way Emmanuel Mosley's played in the past. They're starting caliber corners, which for the 49ers is nice. Like, we'll just say that. And like, good, you've got some genuine starters out there. That's awesome, you know, because of what they've had to trot out there over the past few weeks. It's just been brutal. Um. So, yeah, let's get a, uh, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will start breaking down the 49ers – Um, impending game against the Los Angeles Rams. First, we've got Indeed. And even though sports took a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed's here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you the full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make sure your search is that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to... Get you the important hire that you need, just like they've done for over 3 million businesses already. Right now, Indeed's offering our listeners at Striking Gold free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. And the offer is valid through the end of the year on December 31st. And last but never least is bet online. The wait's over football's back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire. Bet That's BlueWire. It's all one word. Bet online, your sports book experts. Okay. 49ers, Rams. What are your first thoughts, Croc?
2: Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, I just have the utmost respect for him, but you know, just outside of that, it's just, I think when you, when, when you play the Rams, you know, for the most part, like that, that's going to be a team that is very well coached. Um, They're typically very efficient. Uh, They're going to fly around. They're going to play good football. And, you know, we've played teams where, you know, you and I, we thought like, you know, hey, the Dolphins, like, they do play good defense. Like, you know, Fitzpatrick is a a gunslinger. You know, they played the the Seahawks tough. You know, we were saying all these different things. But for the most part, you know, people, you didn't know, like, which Dolphins are you going to get? Well, you know, with the Rams, you're going to get a very competitive team. No matter how they're doing, no matter what their record is, they're going to be very competitive. Uh, So since McVay has taken over, man, this is one of the better coach teams in the league. And even last year, people, they talked about the Rams as if they were just like on this huge downslide. And I was like, man, I mean, yeah, they didn't make the playoffs last year. and But we're talking about a team that went 9-7 and seven and say if the 49ers kind of were what they look like right now. I mean, you know, and those games are flipped and the Rams win it. Like that's an 11-win team. They're They're good. So, yeah, very well coached, and I I know that, you know, that's a team that's going to play with a lot of fire, especially against the 49ers, which now is kind of turning into a little rivalry. Right,
1: yeah, and with with me, when I think of Rams, it's almost flipped. Like, Like, I feel like, although their defense has been pretty solid, and obviously you've got Aaron Donald, to me, after seeing what happened with the Dolphins, I just I think of the 49ers defense first and the fact that you know a play caller of Kyle Shanahan's caliber is 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 on the other side of the ball. They have they have all their studs. I think it was Matt Barrows tweeted today that the 49ers have like 13 players on injured reserves right now, and the Rams have three. You know, like the, the Rams are 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 healthy and they are a good team. They're four and one you know, if you go through their games, you know, they barely lost to the Cowboys and they still, even then held the Cowboys to 17 points. And although the Cowboys haven't proven to be, you know, really a formidable team, they could still put up hella points and they, the Rams held them to 20 and then they, they kind of beat the hell out of the Eagles and football math doesn't really work. You know, just because the Eagles beat the Rams doesn't mean or excuse me, the Rams beat the Eagles doesn't mean that, you know, that makes the 49ers way worse than the Rams because 49ers lost to the Eagles. That stuff doesn't work. Every matchup is different. You know, every time a player lines up from across from another player, it's it's never a result that's like predetermined like that. doesn't work. But they did beat the hell out of the Eagles. Uh, they had a really, really, really tight game against the Bills, 32-35, just a great game. Um they had actually had a close game with the Giants, which is a little weird. Uh that game was like competitive all the way until like the fourth quarter, I think. Uh they only won by eight points, 17 to 9. And then they beat the hell out of Washington, which was more the Aaron Donald show than everything. Uh, I think he had, what'd you say he had crock, like four sacks in that game? Yeah, four sacks. Yeah, and if you watch that game, it was so weird. Um Dwayne Haskins wasn't playing at all. Uh, Kyle Allen was pretty bad. The offensive line was pretty bad. Kyle Allen got hurt. In comes former 49ers quarterback, Alex Smith, which was awesome to see. But really all that proceeded to happen was Aaron Shoot. Donald went, ate shit all over that offensive line. And, uh, you know, like we said, four sacks. So that game was was never competitive. Um, but I don't know. That's To me, that's what stands out to me is is – is the I mean even though I like I was just talking about Aaron Donald to me the the matchup is is more of like you do have Jalen Ramsey outstanding one of the best corners in the league and you have Aaron Donald and they do have other good players but it's like Aaron Donald's an all-world player he's gonna get all your focus but as far as the defense as a whole they can be they can be scored upon they can be you know they can do their thing but the Rams' offense against the 49ers' defense in its current state. The corners are going to help, but to me, that seems like it has the. After watching what the Dolphins did to the 49ers, you just wonder what McVeigh and, you know, that, you know, his run game, which has been pretty good, even though, you know, they don't have a stud running back, but they have two guys who are playing well. You know, you've got Cooper Cup, you got Robert Woods, you got Gerald Everett, you got Tyler Higby, you got Jared Goff, who's playing pretty good football right now. I mean, not like anything good for Jared Goff football. So it's just, I mean, you know, if the 49ers defense doesn't, doesn't come locked up, you know, then it's gotta, it's gotta be better than it was against the dolphins. But I guess that's not a very high bar got to be better than it was against the dolphins. But I mean, there first little, we, we, we kind of wrote some, some, some points, some, some question marks about this game. And the first one was how do they stop Aaron Donald and, I mean, I don't have an answer for that. Do you have an answer for that?
2: No. I mean, and every game, for the most part, that the 49ers have played with them, like, he he is a factor. Like, you know, and I, I just, he's one of those guys kind of like George Kittle, right? For, for the most part, anytime you play the 49ers, whether win or lose, right? 49ers lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, but George Kittle oh. had 15 catches for 180-something yards, which, yeah, that's like an amazing game, but... There's just guys that you have to account for, and regardless of what you do, you're gonna to have to feel feel their presence. You just have to make it to where, like, that's not the reason why you lose, right? Aaron Donald, I don't think there's much you can do about the fact that he's gonna be very disruptive. So, it you know, it's ah, that's 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 the tough thing. Like, how do you slow him down? I don't know if you can.
1: I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I I, do, I definitely don't have an answer to you know the, what we wrote down. How do they stop Aaron Donald? The one thing you do know, and, and and Aaron Donald spends the vast majority of his time on the interior of the defensive line, and I know that Kyle Shanahan's done this in the past. You know what they what they'll do is they'll run right at Aaron Donald, and and they will kind of try to take advantage of his aggressiveness. You know he does he does like to get upfield you know pretty quickly but that's his job and 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 you can still get up the old and and be good against the run as long as you're kind of staying disciplined as, as far as your approach but you know maybe we see the 49ers try and really pound the ball down the middle and and kind of isolate him in a way that you know you're kind of like using a little bit of him against him but if it were that easy then he wouldn't be Aaron Donald he would be your average defensive right. lineman you know right. so he's going to he's going to do what he's going to do no matter what but, you know, from what we've seen from this offensive line, the ball is going to have to be out quick. The Rams are going to know that. The ball is going to have to be out quick. Who knows how mobile and how confident Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. Um, that was another one of our things is, is what does Jimmy need to do? Like, and, and I, it's, it's really tough for me to really break it down in any very definitive way because – you know, I, I I want to consider the ankle. I want to consider that he was playing on a high ankle sprain, probably a bit earlier than he should have been. But and, and I could tell that something was wrong right out the gate. Like when you go watch that Dolphins game, even before he started throwing picks, you could tell something was wrong. The throws were just not there. They were floating. And I think I before he even threw one interception, I tweeted, he's about to throw some interceptions. Cause these the the, the passes just didn't have anything on him which is not necessarily what I mean Jimmy's never been an arm strength guy but just the fact that his releases are so quick he's always getting the ball where it needs to be in pretty tight spaces and stuff so you know I don't I just don't know what to expect of him and and what to like if he's going to be on the field he has to play like a starting cor- uh, quarterback you know like a 26 million dollar quarterback that's just kind of the end all be all of it if he's healthy enough to play he's got to play well
2: I, I keep thinking that at some point he's gonna get in the groove and we just haven't seen it yet. I mean, yeah, we saw it briefly briefly against the uh the Jets. Uh, but I mean, the last two outings have been, you know, less than ideal. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, we know typically, for the most part, in games, like he might not be the reason, but he's not as bad as what we saw you know, the other day, to the point where he was benched. And I I didn't know how to feel about that. That was really weird.
1: Well, it was – see, I can – it depends, you know. Like, I think it was weird no matter what, you know. Did Kyle Shanahan make a mistake putting Jimmy Garoppolo out there? Was he too hurt to play? If he found that out the hard way and that was the reason for Jimmy Garoppolo's struggles in the first half, at at least the primary reason, playing like shit was still obvious. It was still a factor, but if, if Kyle legitimately felt like I made a mistake, I should not have put him out there. He's obviously not himself. I need to get him out now. If that was his reason, then sure. 100% smart decision. You might as well correct your mistake rather than riding with it and risk further injury or, or, you know, an even more embarrassing performance. But if it was just that bad, if it was just that bad of a performance and that's why he was pulling him out and obviously it's probably a mixture of the two, like then you are looking at like, damn! Like, are you really, are you really benching your twenty six million dollar quarterback right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, at that after one half, like at that point, it's it gets weird. But if Kyle Shanahan screwed up and Jimmy Garoppolo shouldn't have been out there, then I understand it. And and maybe and one thing you got to consider too is it would be so easy to be out there and make one little cut and one little move, and all of a sudden that angel that ankle is is excruciating again. You know, it wouldn't be hard at all to re-injure it. But if that did happen and that's why he's pulling him out, then he probably shouldn't be playing this week. So it's just this weird tightrope of is Jimmy really, really playing this bad or is he actually hurt and shouldn't be out there? I don't really know where to where to fall in line with any of that. Right. I mean, it's just that if he's gonna be out there, then he's gotta play well. And if and if he can't play well, then he needs to have a, an honest can't play well because of an injury. Then he needs to have an honest private conversation with Shanahan and say, "Look, this is not going to help either of us." So, you know, it's if if he is going to be out there, it's just it's got to be decisive. He's got to make good decisions. He's got to trust an offensive line that doesn't necessarily deserve his trust. You know, like like um uh, I think it, I can't remember who it was, but Broke down a couple plays on on Twitter where on one play, Ross Dwelly completely whiffed on a block, and and gave up a, a huge blindside hit to Garoppolo. Just completely full speed, Jimmy not looking, looking downfield, boom. And then of course on the very next play. Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of like happy feet and he's kind of just wanting to get rid of the ball. doesn't have a good throw, doesn't put a lot on it and it's incomplete in a, in a place where it could have been picked off, you know? So there's, there's ebb and flow here of, of, you know, cause and effect. You get smacked enough. The reason Jimmy's hurt to begin with was, was because Quentin Williams got through and just basically dove right at his ankle. And then another defensive lineman got through and then just plastered him. So it's, I don't blame him for not trusting his offensive line, but if he's going to be out there, he's gonna he's gonna have to do quarterback things. You know, it's it's tough to say. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what do you think about what do you think about the corners, Croc, and 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 w- how do you think they're going to be able to match up against someone like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods?
2: You know, I think the tough thing with with those guys is they they the timing. Is what makes them like the most effective, and the way they sell, you know, routes. So I think for the most part, you just have to have good eyes. I, I still, I know a lot, uh, Robert Sala's kind of been taking the beating in, in the the media on social media. I think he's gonna bounce back, you know. Once you start kind of getting your guys back again, Brian Allen was solely responsible for twenty one points. Now you can put some of that on Robert Sala because he didn't make an adjustment to help the the, the kid, but. You know, when you have guys coming back that, you know, you know he knows what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, Mosley has played the Rams a few times now and has never been the issue. I think you start to feel a little bit more confident in the secondary as a whole. Uh, You know, having Verrett back, having – or having Verrett in there and playing at the level he's playing at with Mosley coming back and, you know, having Tart and Ward. And Ward, on PFF, his grade is like bad, bad, bad. Is it? So – So I I haven't specifically like watched him. I know sometimes PFF and I like disagree when it comes to the way that they grade players. A lot of what they do is like when you're targeted and not so much what you're doing away from the ball. So I I don't know exactly how bad he's playing. If it's anything like what PFF has him graded at, which is like a 31 or something like that. It's like crazy. Like the lowest grade I've ever seen. It like, like it's crazy. Uh, That's not ideal. And he's going to have to play better, but You know, for the most part, I I I feel a lot more confident in the secondary um, with with the guys that they're gonna have back there. You know, a lot a lot more confident than what how I felt with Dante Johnson or um, Brian Allen.
1: Yeah, in in 2019, they had an 84 grade on Jimmy Ward, which is is getting close to like elite. You know, it's a good that's a really really good grade, but in this year they have him as a 41.8, which is like almost red. So, I mean, just by basic color skills, I know that he's not doing well. Uh I I mean, I I have no idea why. I mean, I did watch Preston Williams run right in between him and Jaquis Tart against the the Dolphins. That was a little weird, but yeah. um yeah. you know, I it just I don't know what froze them or what kind of got their attention elsewhere. I mean, obviously it's it's never that simple, but you know, that was just a bad look. Um so I mean, I mean, the really the last thing that I think like we need to talk about, and and this is this it still has to do with the Rams, but it's more of just kind of it's on the 49ers. And and the question I wrote down here, and you'll have to give me your thoughts on this, is like what if the 49ers aren't going to get their shit together now after losing kind of embarrassing fashion against the Eagles and then losing in very embarrassing fashion to the Dolphins. If they're not going to get their shit together now, given their schedule, when are they? Like, I mean, just to break it down for Kroc and for everybody else listening, they've got the Rams on Sunday. Then they've got the Patriots. Then they've got the Seahawks. Then they've got the Packers. Then they have the Saints. Then they have a bye. Then they've got the Rams. Then they've got the Bills. And, and and even even after that, let's skip the Washington game. Then they've got Dallas, Arizona, and Seattle. I believe this is I, – I believe I read it. I believe the 49ers' schedule from here on out is like far and away the NFL's toughest schedule. Like, it's not close. So, I mean, you're getting beat 17-43 to 43 to the Dolphins. If you don't get your shit together now against the Rams, when do you? I mean, what just – what are your thoughts, man?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it won't, it did it like kind of snowball on you from that point. And then there's a lot of people getting on me because I was, you know, evaluating quarterbacks and they, you know, they've been thinking like, why are you evaluating quarterbacks? Like 49 season isn't over Well, I've just been watching quarterbacks just because, you know, I evaluate talent on Twitter. But if the 49ers continue to lose, those evaluations definitely will pertain to the 49ers uh, on those quarterbacks. So, and I'll start getting ready for draft season. Um, you you have to win this game. And I thought last week was a must win, you know, especially against the Dolphins. Especially with the schedule that's coming up this week, I mean, it's like desperation time. You have to win this game because not only do you fall through, was it two and two and four, but you fall another game behind. The Rams, who will only have, what, one loss on the season? You fall another loss uh, down to the uh, Seahawks, who are still undefeated, and you have to play them twice. Um, you know, it's it just, like you said, it just continues to get tougher, and you're in a great division. Now, if the 49ers were in the NFC East, oh, they're in <laughs> the number one seed right now, and there wouldn't be as much panic, right? And you would just be like, hey, like, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point, and hey, let's just finish the season strong. But... That's not the case. You're in wild, wild west, and it's arguably the the toughest division. The AFC North is extremely competitive as well, but uh, you, you got it. you you have to you have to win this game. It's desperation time.
1: Right. I mean that's and that's kind of what I was leading myself to. I mean it's prime time again. The last time where the 49ers were on prime time, they were getting beat down by the. Uh, by the the eagles are not beat down but it was a game that was a lot closer than it should have been so it's you know it's just a matter of they just have to go out there and at least look something like a a team that just came off the super bowl like they just to me it it just obviously they got to compete and i and i I agree with you that it's a must-win game but just do it do it cleanly have a have a good football game that doesn't mean convert every third down It just means like some of the shit we've been seeing from this team is like embarrassing, self-inflicted player errors, coaching errors, stuff that's kind of inexplicable. Like what the hell were you thinking type of stuff, you know? And like, and there's ways to go about a football game. A quarterback can still throw an interception and it not be like a, what the hell was he thinking type of play. But that's really what we've had here, you know? And, and, and. If no matter what's happening, I just want to see them play like they're a quality football team. Maybe that's my best way of saying it. Like, just get out there and play like a quality football but, team. When, yeah,
2: but at this point, you got to play more than like a quality football team. Like, you have to win. And I I, I, I agree. I I mean, like you know, like there, there's no, um, you know, what's the word for it when when you know you uh, like you you get a win out of something but you lost. Oh, like a for? like a
1: like a morale moral win, victory. like a yeah, yeah there like, you a moral go.
2: Vict- like there's no moral victories with this.
1: No, like, not you, anymore.
2: You and again, like I would like to see them play better, but now you're to the point where, like again, desperation time. Like you have to win. So regardless of how it looks, you have to come out on top. Now if they win and it's an ugly win, I, I can still accept that because it's like, all right, we got to win. Like let's start getting in the groove. But you lose again. And you've already lost two games that I felt like the 49ers definitely should have won. jumped out to a 10 point lead against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, felt like they should have won that game and then you had the block punt. Uh, obviously you know lost the game to the Philadelphia Eagles where you were up until about seven minutes left in the game and you know you got bombed on by Dante Johnson on like second in like 20 and then had the, and then followed that up with a pick six like should have won that game. And you know okay get blown out by the dolphins like you know whatever but now those losses are piling up you know it's is desperation time now
1: well and, and let me let me give that point across better because i i still agree that it's a must win but what i was saying is i don't want any more ugly football like an ugly win would still be a win of course but it's like just get out there and play some quality ball and stop making some dumbass mistakes. Like, you know, like this is still a relatively young team, I think, you know, but it's just like you just came off the Super Bowl. Go out and play good football and don't make all these dumbass mistakes you've been making. Like, it's just, to me, it's just been like there's just dumb shit going on. And it even goes all the way up to the coaching staff, like promoting a guy like Brian Allen on Saturday and then starting him on Sunday and putting him in a you know a single high defense where he just continues to get torched for essentially an entire half and you don't do anything about it like you know if you're looking for an example for a coaching thing and then there's just all these you know player mistakes that you see constantly on the field offensive line do your damn job like okay i will give you some plays against one aaron donald you know i'm not going to judge you because the dude's something else but like, just just do your damn job and, 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 you know, they'll win. It's stuff like that. Like, like I feel like I have to – like, some of the stuff I see, it's like, damn, like, I feel like I'm watching my middle schoolers play, you know, with just some of the ways guys are getting beat and some of the things they're doing. It's just like, get it together and, yeah.
2: Bad you know,
1: man. right. So, yeah, I mean, that's – I would just like to see – Of course, a win, but I would just like to see a cleaner game from a good team without any reason to pull out any excuses. And that includes Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, you might be hurting, but if you're going to go out there, you got to fucking play. Like, play good. Otherwise, don't go out there. Give yourself some time to heal up, whatever the the deal is. But, you know, that kind of just applies to everybody. And throw the damn ball or get the ball to your playmakers, please. Feed Raheem Mostert. Throw the ball to Debo Samuel, run him around. Brandon Ayuk, like just do some, some good shit. Like <laughs> I know this is the, the high level NFL breakdown, you know, analysis that you guys have, have come here to listen to, but it's just like, I feel like in a lot of ways, the 49ers make things a lot harder than themselves for themselves than, you know, it needs to be like, throw it up to George Kittle, baby. Let's go convert. Yeah. Do something cool. Anyways. Anyways, Rams. 49ers on Sunday, 5.20 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. little late game for Crocker, but I'm still going to drag his ass on here after that game so we can <laughs> yeah. talk about what's going on. It might not be a very long podcast, but he'll be on here because um, I'm sure no matter what the result is, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, I think that might be it. Is that it, crock? Yeah, that's it. that's it. All right. Any predictions for Sunday? I don't like predictions.
2: I, I typically don't, but I, I'll say this. Uh, the point spread is three and a half. I predict the 49ers will cover the spread.
1: So you think they'll win by more than three and a half, right?
2: Well. Or that, know, that they're, means- they're they're
1: not. they're the underdog. Yeah. So you think it'll be a close game? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I do too. I do too. It better be, otherwise this conversation's about to get real dark, real fast. Yeah, darker we'll than
2: it already is.
1: I know, I know, and it's not really a place I want to go. I don't want to sit here every week. You know, last season I guess we were spoiled. Me and Crocker got to get on here every week and just break down these these awesome games. I don't want to get on here and have you know be doom and gloom every week. But we'll see. It may be a reality. We'll see how they do against the Rams. But um, for another episode, this is striking gold. Signing out.
2: Peace.